You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Half Hour. Hello and welcome to Half Hour, a new podcast through Two Worlds Entertainment. I'm Richie, Artistic Director. And I'm Jeff Malone, Executive Director. We are here to bring you a casual conversation on the shows, films, concerts, and music events that we see and observe throughout our careers. This conversation will feature spoilers, so please make sure you listen to the piece or see the piece that we are discussing before continuing on with listening to this episode. You have been warned. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) (laughs) Our sixth episode. Wow, we're on our sixth episode already. That brings us to our discussion today on Hamilton on Disney+. Plus. We're in... uh, a new year here, and I know that this came out a few months ago, but we had slated this around the inauguration month, and mm-hmm. so we wanted to keep some political theater realm going, so we waited for this one until we knew we were getting closer to some political time in American history and thought it would be appropriate to slate it here. So here we are, Hamilton. It's been a long time coming with this one because we've been hearing everyone's talking about it for months now, and I think this is really exciting that we're going to talk about this. Yes. And, uh, before... And we have seen the piece. We saw the piece on Broadway back in, what is it, May and... 2016. Yes, 2016. And so now we've seen it, the filmed version on Disney+. Plus. Just a reminder to everyone, this is not like a new movie version of, the, of it. This is the filmed Broadway production with the original Broadway cast. Um, just a couple little tidbits here for some fun facts. Um, the 2016 Tony Awards, um, Hamilton received a record-breaking 16 nominations, won 11 awards, including Best Musical. It received the 2016 Pulitzer Prize for Drama. It is a musical by Lin-Manuel Miranda, based on the 2004 biography Alexander Hamilton by Ron Chernow. Um, we have a wide range of people involved in this. It's, a, it's I, I, I'm sure all of you know listening, this is a very highly successful musical on broadway international around the world um millions and millions of people have seen this now Mm -hmm. especially with the disney plus and we like i said we said earlier we've seen this on broadway with most of the original broadway cast and now we're seeing most of that same cast you know the whole original broadway cast in this filmed production so i think this will be an interesting experience to talk about the similarities the differences and just in general the piece as a whole so what are you, what's off the top of your head? What are your initial thoughts? Just some quick conversations. <laughs> um, I guess let's go on feeling first. Mm-hmm. The difference of how we felt mm-hmm. seeing the show in person versus like seeing it at home, mm-hmm. sitting on your couch. I definitely feel like for me, um, being in the room <laughs> where it happened <laughs> yeah, yeah. is uh, a completely different feeling than being at home. I just like... You get chills. You're so invested in the storyline that's happening on stage. The music runs through your body. I mean, I'll always take live theater over Mm -hmm. being at home. Mm -hmm. I I mean, that's the one thing I don't like doing at Mm -hmm. home is having to see something that was live Mm -hmm. um, on my TV screen. Mm -hmm. It's not the same. (laughs) It's not the same. And yet I still at times felt some of that emotion, which I very rarely feel. A lot of times I see a film production and I say, Oh, I, I, it would have been so much better live. But and, you know, I like I agree with you. It's always better, in my opinion. It's always better live. You feel that raw energy. Right. But there was 
such a good amount of energy still in this film's production. I really appreciate yeah. Don't that. get me wrong. Yeah, There's yeah. definitely energy from the show. What I'm saying is, you're just not as invested when you're seeing. Like it's different when you watch a movie at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you want to know like what's happening, and I guess maybe if this wasn't the second time we're seeing mm -hmm. this i may have been more fully invested but like you can get up and go to the bathroom mm -hmm. you can pause it mm -hmm. you can go on your phone mm -hmm. you can pet your dog mm -hmm. like there's so many distractions when you're in your home yeah, yeah, yeah. where i feel like it, it was super easy to get distracted when knowing how i felt in the theater mm -hmm. i was like you, you, there's no way of you unless you really have to go to the bathroom mm -hmm. and you have to get up during mm -hmm. it <laughs> but that was my one i guess my one call out from watching this at home and i'm sure there are plenty of people that this was the first time they ever watched mm -hmm. the piece and now and they go see the... it live when it opens again they might want to go buy a ticket and see it live when that ever happened well i hope they do right, right i hope that this movie or you know filmed version of the show mm -hmm. actually um gets people to go and see it in person i mean mm -hmm. not everyone has the opportunity to go and see broadway in new right, york city right, right. or go to the tours right. when it's touring the country or around the world right. so um i guess that was my first thing but there are also to counter that a little bit there were a lot of moments that you actually don't see when you're in the theater you don't get to see a lot of these facial expressions that we're seeing right. up in close right. and impersonal um or you know maybe you can actually hear a couple of things um that you missed seeing it live sure and facial reactions to things and and also the camera almost forces you to look at certain things at certain times and my worry going into this was well i saw it from a visual perspective yeah. and there's such a visual piece and the camera crew who filmed this did a really nice job of making sure we saw intimate moments when they were intimate and large group scenes when they were live i i never felt that the cameras were shifting too much i never no. felt that there was oh wait 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 no pan over i want to see that i never had that feeling um which sometimes with these filmed state you know because this this piece was created for a stage this yeah. piece was created for hundreds of people at once to sit and watch it this is not the film version and i'm assuming the film version whenever that comes one day would be created for a screen moment a oh, film moment. so it might would be different and so yeah. this is just an opportunity while we're in this pandemic too for people to see it um, i'm glad it was so professionally filmed and it was it was very well done to see it in that adaptation yeah and i'm glad people are and there were adaptation <laughs> and there there were definitely some moments where they probably zoomed in on a character during their moment that normally there the way that they designed the show there was always something going on the, the amount of times that maybe one person was ever on the stage alone is very slim they are kind of you know non-stop yep. you know all yeah, of them yeah, yeah, yeah. well they're not play on play on yeah. words there, but but it is true and getting into a little bit of the context of the piece i think um we know, you know, this is sung and wrapped through. Yes. There's little to no dialogue. We have seen musicals like this in the past. Yeah. So I don't want to sit here and say, well, this is something brand new. We've seen Les Miserables. That's a prime example of mm -hmm. one. That, operettas from 100 years ago. Operas sung through. So we've seen things sung through before. Mm -hmm. um, and so first time seeing that. But I think what is really nice is I almost feel like when I'm watching this, I have like this big melting pot of multiple things going on. I can't sit here personally and say, well, it's a period piece only, right. or well, it's a modern piece only, or well, it's a musical only, or well, it's a, I find it so many different things. The The music is so intertwined in different cultures. We have R&B, we have pop, we have soul, we have traditional show tunes, ballads, up-tempos. Yes. Ja there's so, it's a melting pot of things. And so I really 
enjoy it from that perspective and visually too. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, there's multiple locations. You, and it, of course, it is a period piece, too. So, of yeah. course, we are seeing historic events happening. So we need to tell that story, too. But to tell the story in the musical realm like that, where we're not, okay, song is over. Now we sit. Dialogue, 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 dialogue. Now the song. And that works. for. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. That totally works for so many pieces. I just think to tell this story over many years, someone's life, you know, I think it was it flows better like this. And I appreciate that. Yeah, the style and that flow. I mean, it's one of my favorite pieces that I've ever seen. That's a bold statement. Yeah, no, but, I you know, agree. Uh, after I left that theater, the I think it was actually May fourth, two thousand sixteen. Mm, yeah, yeah, you have a good memory. Because <laughs> um, you know, all over my social media was May the fourth be with. You. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I was like, wow, that was mm. amazing, amazing, and I, I posted it. Everyone needs to go see this show because it was so good. And everyone has their own opinions on the show. Uh, that's what theater is about. You can have your opinion. You can hate it. You can have. Uh, you cannot like rap music and say why are our founding fathers talking about um, is rapping through a show? Whatever. Who cares? You know, have your opinion. Mm-hmm. But like, mm-hmm. I really liked the creativity from this piece. It really and... opens your mind to that, and we remember in history books and we remember in past films or plays we've had plays before of politics we've mm-hmm. had music 1776 a prime example we've it's is not the first like but i feel like it's the first time that's what's miraculous to me about it i feel like um, i'm watching a new art form for the first time and yet we've had period piece musicals before so i'm very impressed you know? well this was just i think like seeing something like this bringing it to the modern day mm-hmm. you know we always hear these stories you know from textbook or from teachers and grade school and growing up and you know that's when you're like this is boring who really cares even though like history you know keeps on repeating itself mm-hmm. almost um when you're supposed to learn from it and yeah. maybe not repeat it but you know but um i just find watching this i was fully engaged i was not a history buff growing up mm-hmm. so seeing this the amount of things i learned actually probably everything i know now about that comes from this show and well that's... i saying that to someone too i said of course i know who alexander hamilton was but and they kind of addressed this in the piece too if it wasn't a president we just seem like in my experiences we i just didn't seem to learn as much about that mm-hmm. person and this was a founding father Right. This was someone who, this is not just someone who had maybe held a seat, you know, you know, we're learning, I'm like, and also, and this is just so horrible for me to say, like Aaron Burr barely knew who that was. I mean, yeah. I knew the name, you know, but to, for someone to sit and do all this research, you know, you know, Thomas Jefferson, you know, King George, you know, Tom, John Adams, you know, George Washington, you know, but then even uh, the Schuyler sister. Okay. Uh, yeah. What? <laughs> like that's a whole family I'm learning about, you know, and, and, and being New York based here and learning about the New York culture of that. Very, very, very impressive. To and, that, first, and that's yeah. not a statement for y'all to be judgy on us about our history, because there's plenty of people out there that I'm sure feel the same way. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah, someone could be like, oh, God, did they not read a book in this? And I did. I did. I, I feel like, we, you know, there's so much history you cram into a couple years of high school. Right. And, you know, so for sure. But I want to I speak a little bit to um, how someone like Lin-Manuel Miranda, who we've seen his work before mm-hmm. on the stage, behind the table... And everywhere in between, a rising star, a current star, I mean, an accomplished artist. And what I think is really amazing is he takes this book by Ron Chernow, Alexander Hamilton. So Ron Chernow is someone who 
he writes this whole book about Alexander Hamilton, and then he reads it, and he says, okay, I want to make it into a musical. And how easy would it have been for him to say, okay, we're going to just tell the story, we're going to have a song here. Mm-hmm. And there's, but it's like you involve your music producers you in, and your stage producers. You involve your choreographer. You involve your director. You get a team together to really tell, tell this story. And what I really always, I, I have to say this, I'm always so impressed with Lin-Manuel Miranda's work is that he takes... I'm sitting there and I'm like, he knows golden age musical theater. Mm -hmm. He knows pop and Mm R&B. Like, I'm so fascinated that he knows so many worlds. And he doesn't just sit there and say, well, I want to make something new, so I'm not going to really... Like, do you not see the Fosse influence in this piece? Do you not see the Stephen Sondheim influence in this piece? Do you not even see the Rodgers and Hammerstein, Lerner and Lowe golden age influence? I mean, it's there. It's living. I'm watching things like... Oh, he knows his history of musical theater. Totally. And and he takes that and he remembers it. And then he adds in the R&B, the hip hop, the pop. He gets a choreographer involved that brings that. And, And that's really astonishing too, that he knows the rap world and how that works and how to get the correct thing to be said in the correct way with this like golden age. and and some people might be saying like what are you talking about golden age? i don't see anything like hello dolly in here or fiddler there but but it's in there in style in telling the story and he knows his history like 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 we, history has its eyes on you we yeah. you know you we move forward throughout american history when we know our past so we move forward through musical theater history when we know where musical theater has come from so i just had to say that because i'm astonished by this man and everything he's done and I and and the sky's the limit for him because it's just every year we see something with Disney something with Broadway something he's just moving up and up and and he's so accomplished and I just have to big big shout out Lynn if you're listening we <laughs> we are we are really 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 impressed always super excited to see mm-hmm. what he does mm-hmm. next and the whole team and everyone involved with this show because mm-hmm. they all made it happen together we know how long this show took to actually get to the broadway stage what is was it like 10 years well he said i i think i could be wrong so someone comment and tell me i'm wrong if i'm wrong it was something around 10 years from when he read the book and started working on it to so when people say oh it's taking so long for my show to get going you know you remember some of these things take a really long time to look at this didn't happen overnight and guess what everyone also thought it was going to be a flop oh yeah i didn't know i didn't hear that did they think that long ago didn't we remember when we were first hearing oh it's you know it's at the public and it was new I knew it's it was new, new. <laughs> and oh what's this hamilton they're putting rap music oh, to well, hamilton yeah. oh no mm-hmm. oh uh, you know and then oh it's going to bro- oh okay mm-hmm. and then you know they started getting a lot of people mm-hmm. behind mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. you know barack obama president barack obama and beyonce right, and jay-z people, yeah. and like all of these people started getting behind it we were like wow this is really great yeah. you know influence but like it didn't even need it mm-hmm. the show was great yeah is great. And then and then when you talk about from this show from a creative standpoint, you have one unit set, a turntable. I mean, these are things we've seen at Lay Mis like so when you yeah. see like war musical Lay Miz sung through, I see so much of that influence too. Mm-hmm. We're talking thirty plus years ago with that. Turntable. That was a big deal for Lay Miz to have that turn Wow, you tell a story in multiple locations by turning the table. Use what works. They used what works and it worked, right? right? And I have to say this, and I noticed this now watching this the second time about the costumes. I really, really enjoyed with the costume design how we keep it so period from shoulder to foot, mostly. The ensemble has short sleeves and, and does some cool edgy things with their look. But the leading roles are all like, if you look to someone from the shoulder down, you're like, wow, okay, this is really period. And I like that mm-hmm. because this is how... 
these people really dressed at the time. So, okay, makes sense. Why don't we keep something rooted in that reality? Something, right? You go shoulder up, the makeup is simple, yeah. and everyone's hair is their hair and authentic, except King George, who's in this <laughs> fabulous wig, extremely period. Of course, I'm sure there's intense there with that like make the evil villain character look exactly how he would have looked but everyone else let them express them let the actors express themselves in their natural hair in their natural glow of mm -hmm. face and it didn't need to be gems and jewels and crowns and and not you know that's more of like an england thing i know in america it was but we see photos of these founding fathers in the wig, the powdered wigs and, and everything. And so to see them in their natural look, they can really then as an actor express themselves, their facial expressions. They don't need to be glued down with the wig or in a hat. And, you know, of course we saw some hats and things, but I, uh, I just think well, that was think a really smart wig, makeup, hair design, co costume design cost. Concept. Well, I think that's kind of the point. You're supposed to be able to look past of all of that. Sure. You're still watching a piece. And as much as all of these... Um, actors are telling the story on the stage like you're uh, for me I kind of remove myself out of this and I'm still envisioning this piece in its actual day sure and I think that's what's so amazing about this piece is like I'm I don't get hung up on certain things that a lot of other people have about this show but like I can look past everything I can listen to this story and I'm hearing the story and I'm envisioning the real story yeah sure too so that's just one thing for me. I don't know if that yeah, yeah. You know, works I, for you, but... I love the mixed races, the mixed genders, the mix of people on stage representing America mm -hmm. and representing immigration and people here in America then and now. And, and just that representation is so vital and really, really amazing. Right. And it's what everyone should be able to do. Everyone should be able to tell this story. It shouldn't matter about your race or gender or mm -hmm. any... It, it just like, let's just tell the story. And I think that's, you know the underlying mm -hmm. the theme around this mm -hmm. like yep yep and i i also think what's really really cool too is you're telling a political story that has such potential to leave out heart relationships and love and 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 and, and there was just so much of that there was romance mm -hmm. there was heartbreak there was death there was life there was birth there was life moments so when we think of the politicians we think okay this is their life they served this office they died okay we never think well what was their wife like right. what was it like when they had a child what was it like when they just wanted to go on summer vacation and they <laughs> couldn't these were human beings that right. still wanted to live their life and so many of them lived a short life mm -hmm. and so i think that was really beautiful and intertwined i never thought halfway through oh god we're, okay we're spending a lot of time on family let's get back to the plot i never thought that and i also never thought the opposite oh this is so politically plot where is the heart of the... it was just and so woven they yeah they joke about, okay too. back to politics and whatever like, uh, can we get back to politics you know like yeah, I'm crying yeah 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 and it's interwoven like that beautifully really beautifully you were telling a real humanistic story here so i would love to know and i i, I probably already know some of your feelings on mm. this but like what is if you had to pick one song from this show that you could listen to, only one for the rest Both. of your life, <laughs> oh what would goodness. it be? Oh my goodness. Uh, I think from like a musical theater plot <laughs> moment, it's between... <sighs> I only said one. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. I guess I would say Satisfied. I actually really... I mean, there's so many. And I know that's probably like, why is he saying Satisfied? I just think... I don't see that coming 
And when it happens and they do the, from a stage point, like when they do the reversal and she's singing, and I, I'm a huge Renee Elise Goldsberry fan. I think that character, her, everything, I, she's like one of my favorite parts of the show. I would I I have to choose uh, one. I mean, I mean, like, come on, she really, everyone says Jonathan Groff as King George steals the show. I mean, yeah, he only has 15 minutes and yeah. he does a pretty damn yeah, good does, job yeah. doing it, but mm. uh, she steals the show. Mm. Mm. She is so 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 fantastic yeah she deserves everything in she the got role from and yeah, for vocally sure. oh. yeah, yeah and and by the way he's stealing my favorite song oh i, 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 I really like this listen i he, also re- he really likes helpless <laughs> I, I love helpless and i really like rumor it happens like there's so many i can't I, how uh, could you i know yes but, but no to go back to satisfied what they do on that stage yeah is it's miraculous. And I, at one point, in the, I leaned over and I said, oh my gosh, this lighting. It's everything. It's yeah. like, we could sit here and we could just talk about every single, the prop design. I mean, the, the From lighting, a simple the set acting, to... everything. Yeah. It's just, it's a masterpiece. It's yeah. a true ma- modern masterpiece. It's going to live in history, uh, in musical theater history and political history forever. It's just a masterpiece. And I, and I can't speak highly enough of it. And I will also say this, when you're talking about learning about characters, I... We talk about Eliza Hamilton. I and I. Oh, I want to go to the end here. Um, and well, I want, I, yeah, because I think we're going to talk about this we for got, a while. Yeah, we could go forever like, about <laughs> our our conversation after seeing the show on Broadway versus now. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, we can really kind of dissect the ending. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I think that's really important for this um, episode today. Yes, and I I think. Because I have a feeling on it, and I would love to. Okay, so we go to the end, right? And we see a lot, and it, and Heap dies, and we think, okay, how is this going to wrap up? And then we see her, really, speaking, taking over the story, as she says, she's the narrator now, and she's going to tell the story. And we learn everything this woman does. She lives so many more years past beyond him. Mm-hmm. It's almost like she spends half of her life without him, which is very sad to think of like that. We see so much of her life with him. And then it becomes about her at the end. Mm-hmm. And we're learning the orphan. And I always like get teary-eyed. And I'm like, oh my gosh, beautiful, beautiful. And I and I leave I leave thinking two things. I think first thing I say, okay, when is the when is her story gonna be told now? We could literally start telling her story right here. Mm-hmm. Her husband died. She's telling us all these things she did. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's learn about that. You raised money for what? You accomplished what? You you got involved and you didn't just sit and say, okay, I'm a widow now and I had a, and a hard life and I'm going to just sit and have an easier second half of my life. You worked and worked and worked and worked and worked and I was and I was astonished by that. And then the other thing being that gasp moment, which I'm sure we're going to talk about. <laughs> but she gasps and everyone talks about it in social media. What was that all about? And I actually don't remember that in the live, seeing it live. I remember she does it, but I don't remember seeing up close like that and this emotional gasp to end the piece and well, what that may, means. Well, if they knew that they were filming, they may have more like, over exaggerated things mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. this this filming but i don't know watching that i have a completely different take on the show okay let's hear it let's hear it because the the show is not called alexander hamilton the show is called hamilton that's the last name mm-hmm. so are we confusing something for what could be um eliza's story mm-hmm. you know and we come to the end here and it's like who lives who dies who tells your story and like does the gasp really represent like oh wait my story was just told and my point of view of alexander and my point of view of burr and my children and my sister and all of this this was from my story Mm -hmm. you know like we don't know yeah yeah It, it the perspective 
yeah. the perspective and who's telling the story. And that's what they're, the, the point they're trying to make is who tells this story? Who tells your story? Right. How and, do but, they tell it? Where do they tell it? But Why getting, do they tell but it? But we I mean, touch on it a little bit because yeah. she's like, I'm telling the story. I'm telling the story. But did we just hear her story as being the wife to Alexander? Mm, 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 you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's Maybe. Yeah. That's the beauty of theater, though, because anyone can have well, their own. Yours, I always think sometimes the best pieces of theater when I leave and I and I still have to talk about it and I wait. What did that mean? But what did that mean? And I hear someone's perspective. When an artist or a playwright leaves you feeling that and doesn't answer every single question for you, that to me is good theater and good performance or, is or it... film. And so I like leaving there saying, "Okay, wait." She gasped. I have an opinion. You have an opinion, and maybe I'm right or you're right or but we're both oh, right oh, because what does that course. mean? Because maybe. It Lynn saying, left you on a cliffhanger. I'm doing part two. <laughs> or maybe it was, we don't know necessarily if that's even written in the script. Does it say she gasps? Okay, if it does, cool. If it doesn't, do we not know that the actress and director in the rehearsal process added that in and said, mm -hmm. I, I feel like I need to gasp here. And, or the director said, you know what? Rather than just standing there and the lights going, let's, what could you do here? I mean, maybe that was developed organically in the rehearsal process yeah maybe she thought of it maybe the director and, and they i know they've kind of answered a little bit and keep it very vague to the general public and that's okay you don't have to answer well, every it's single fun thing, and i don't think know? they should you know that's the beauty of what he does it's like i'm gonna leave this up for interpretation you know mm -hmm. but also like who actually did write these stories up about hamilton you know mm -hmm. who was the first person to do it mm -hmm. you know obviously it wasn't what yeah. was just what just came out and yeah. you know, someone had to take his story you know angelica lived on eliza lived on yeah, yeah. who actually yeah. wrote down these things so that you know yeah. for us in history to remember and what's interesting is we always have to remember um, the united states of america is a baby country compared yeah. to so many other countries we are so new we're talking i hear them say the years the late 1700s the early 1800s i'm like sometimes we think oh my gosh that was so long ago it really wasn't that long ago mm -hmm. and so it's important to tell this story because this country was founded a few hundred years ago, not a few thousand years ago. Right. And if we can remember things from thousands of years ago in other countries, we can remember this and we can move forward as we're moving into this new year with a different political world and an, an, an interesting year for sure and top of a new inauguration coming up in a couple of weeks. How do we remember this, tell this story, and how do we tell the current story and then how does that move into the future? So, you know, we could I could spend well, three... Well, I'm sure people are going to tell a lot of stories after this year. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> This yeah. past year. Yeah, and then, and then in 100 or 200 years from now, how do they tell the current story? Yeah. Is it and is it and and thank God for art forms like this to tell stories. Mm -hmm. This could have been an opera. This could have been a, a drama movie. You know, this could have been a sung through musical. Obviously, it is. You know, there's so many different ways this could have been interpreted, and we always interpret these stories as textbook, book, book, textbook, or documentary, and that's great. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with those forms, of course. We learn so much from them, but you know, using the art form to tell the story is really, really important. I, I really, really like that. So. I enjoyed it. I really, I mean, I want to, I'm glad it's at our fingertips 24 seven, you know, to watch it. Yeah, that's um, great. You, you know, know, and I hope when Broadway opens up again, you know, this is something we can go see again. Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I would love to be in the room again. <laughs> yes, exactly. Where it happens. Exactly, exactly. So, oh, there's the, there's the bell. There it and is. And it's time to go 
to places here where we're going to wrap up here. So um, happy new year, everyone. Thanks for listening to our podcast. And we, we, we took a little bit of a break over the holidays. We're in a new year now. And like I said, we're entering the, the presidential inauguration coming up. We wanted to kind of kickstart the year with some political theater here. Yeah. Um, not the political theater we're seeing in the news, but actual <laughs> political theater. <laughs> and what a world we're in right now. But I hope you guys enjoy this. If you haven't seen it, obviously, I hope you didn't. You, you, you saw it before you listened to this, but yes. um, it's really, really brilliant stuff. If and, you haven't seen it, you're under a rock. Uh, well, no, just, you know, I... Because, I, yeah. like, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Um, Enjoy and, and, and ch- check it out. And, and when Broadway reopens again, I hope we, we have a lot of artists working right now to bring new things to the stage. Yes. Um, new things. year, new theater. Yeah. yeah we yeah. can't wait for theater to be back. Yes. So. Let us know what you thought about this podcast. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Yes, Subscribe please. to us on Spotify. Um, we would love to know your thoughts. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel for the latest podcasts, other awesome content and, and things like that. And make sure you also follow Two Worlds Entertainment on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Until then, I'm Richie Grasso. And I'm Jeff Malone. Wrapping it up, signing off. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.